Hi. How's it going? Really good. How are you? Pretty good. I'm all right. <laughs> Just all right? Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Are you? I am. That's great. I've got I've got good things happening in the future. Yeah. That's good. Anything you can talk about? No, because then it won't come true. That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Um I wanted to give everyone a little Fuji update. Yeah. By the time this comes out, it will have already been done. But my dog Fuji hurt his leg and hip and everything like months and months and months ago. Mm -hmm. And we were giving him shots and all these supplements. And I got him like a sling and all this like crap to help him out. And then last week, a week ago from today... That since we're recording this, um, we were playing in the snow and he slipped and fucked up his leg. Poor baby. Yeah. So we took him to the vet, the emergency vet, and they they were like, yeah, sounds like looks like he uh, tore his ACL or like whatever the dog version of it is. Um, but it's basically this like ligament in your leg and knee. So they did this thing called the shelf test. Oh, no. And. I didn't see it because I didn't want to look because he explained it to me and I was like, fuck that. <laughs> I will throw up. So basically they take the dog's knee, right? Mm -hmm. Sorry. And they hold both ends of it, like both chunks of your meaty dog knee. Uh -huh. And they kind of shuffle it back and forth. Uh -huh. And if it moves, <laughs> it's fucked up. Oh my God. <laughs> Isn't that disgusting? That is so gross. And he didn't even like make a noise. Aww. Yeah. And I was like, yikes ew that's so <laughs> gross so anyway um he will be having a very very expensive surgery on tuesday his basketball career is over it is unfortunately All his dreams crushed yeah so in preparation for that we got these really fun baby gates <laughs> for the top and bottom of the stairs i think for the first week we're probably gonna well we'll see how fuji does but we're gonna keep the cats in the basement uh-huh because he's like pretty chill most of the time until he wants to play with them yeah <laughs> until a cat walks by and he's like oh shit <laughs> it's my best friend we're gonna play tag <laughs> and then the cat's like <laughs> and then he he jumps on him and it's really oh, cute it is really cute so yeah so we had to get another litter box and we're gonna move their food down there and they're gonna hate it yeah yeah locked up yeah i don't know how the cats no matter where you're at where they're at in the whole house you shut one door <laughs> and they are on the other side of it <laughs> like excuse me what i remember staying over here and you warning me like you're gonna have to keep the door open because the cats are gonna scratch through the carpet <laughs> yes they will <laughs> and so i would wake up with a little cat head next to me oh so sweet yeah, OJ's been sleeping, like, spooning with Michael at night. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's so cute. That's adorable. <laughs> I just, like, because he sleeps during the day, so I get home from work, and I just see them just... Aww. <laughs> it's really cute. You should commission an oil painting of it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it is awfully cute. <laughs> I wish Fuji liked to spoon. He doesn't. He likes to be near me, uh -huh. but not like touching oh which is how i like to be so he's a social distancing king yeah but every once in a while i think it's kind of cute if he wants to cuddle but he's not like that 
He's a good boy. He does like hugs, though. Oh, Like a lot. He gets a hug every night before bed. Oh, It's really cute. A Fuji hug. Yeah. He just sits at the bed, like on the bed, and I make my bed, and he gets so excited whenever I make the bed, <laughs> and his tail's wagging, and he's licking his chops, and he's just so excited, because after I make the bed... I get to hug him, and then I just <laughs> hug him, and he just loves it. He loves it so much. He's so cute. And I love it, too. He's so sweet. Anyway, that's the Fuji update. Fuji update. So, happy Fearsome Fridays, everyone. Uh, we are on Holy Gossip Girls. I'm Casey. I'm Faye. And, uh, oh, what are you drinking? <gasps> I'm drinking water. I totally forgot. I <laughs> I'm drinking water, too. Um but that's okay. It's kind of a weird day for us to record. Yeah. So. <laughs> We're trying to record a lot of episodes because we might need to take some time off. Yeah. So we're trying to stock up. We're stocking up. Which is it's like Costco. Yeah. We're going to have to do that. I think it's a good idea to do it that way. Yeah. Like, it's so much less stressful for me. Recording like seven episodes in one night sucks. So I don't like doing that. And then editing seven episodes at a time really fucking sucks <laughs> but like four like we're doing tonight that's uh -huh. manageable yeah i'm okay with that yeah it's totally fun yeah four four is a good number four is a good number <laughs> seven is too many <laughs> seven is like we you guys leave at like one in the morning and i'm just so tired and we're like talking to each other we're like huh <laughs> by the last story can't read anything <laughs> so tired yeah not because we're drunk we're just like <laughs> exhausted yeah uh, yeah maybe we should do a cap of four yeah <laughs> i think that's a good idea it's a good idea all right well this week i wanted to dive into <gasps> the bermuda triangle you're gonna get sucked up <laughs> I'm really excited. I've been wanting to cover this topic for a few months, but every time I look it up, I'm like, <laughs> like a lot going on. <laughs> and it is probably going to be a long episode. So <sighs> prepare yourself. Click, 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 click. I'm buckled in. Thanks. <laughs> it's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> All right. The Bermuda Triangle is a mythical section of the Atlantic Ocean, roughly bounded by Miami, Bermuda, and Puerto Rico, where dozens of ships and airplanes have disappeared. Unexplained circumstances surround some of these accidents, including one in which the pilots of a squadron of U.S. Navy bombers became disoriented while flying over the area. The planes were never found. Other boats and planes have seemingly vanished from the area in good weather without even radioing distress messages. Spooky. Isn't that crazy? So I have a picture of the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's a triangle. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Weird, right? I didn't yeah. know it was that close to Florida. I always thought it was just like far away yeah like in the middle of the ocean <laughs> me too yeah it's like right next to florida <laughs> like on vacation to florida you're gonna get sucked up in the Bermuda triangle have you ever flown into the um oh my gosh saint no what is that airport 
Never mind. <laughs> Gosh, that's really gonna bother me. I've been very forgetful lately. Maybe it's my new medicine. Probably. <sighs> what is that? Airport. So whenever it's a connecting flight from whenever we flew from Denver to St. Louis. Uh-huh. Right? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's like right on the coast. And so whenever they tr- drive you to that, fly you to that airport. Mm-hmm. So here's the coast. Here's the plane. And then they fly you over the plane, like over the coast. <laughs> and then you're like literally in the ocean. <laughs> And then they u- do a U-turn in the ocean and then fly you back. Oh, that's and crazy. Then land. So the first time I did it, I was like, oh, my God. We're going to die. <laughs> Are we going overseas? Like, <laughs> am I on the wrong flight? <laughs> I only wanted to go to, like, Nashville or whatever. <sighs> so, yeah. So the first time it's very uh, traumatizing. Yeah. Sounds traumatizing. <laughs> and the last time I did it, it was at night. So you couldn't see the ocean. It was just like lights, 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 nothing. Oh, my God. So I've I've been over to other continents before, but I was like four. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember the long, long, long flight. But I can't imagine if you do it at night. It's kind of scary. Scary. Because yeah. you look out. And there's like literally nothing. nothing. Just black. And a shark jumps up all the way up to your window. <sighs> then you're yeah. on the twilight zone. Maybe in the Bermuda Triangle. Ooh. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The legend of the Bermuda Triangle. The area referred to as the Bermuda Triangle or the Devil's Triangle covers about 500,000 square miles of ocean off the southeastern tip of Florida. When Christopher Columbus sailed through the area on his first voyage, to the New World, he reported that a great flame of fire, probably a meteor, crashed into the sea one night and that a strange light appeared in the distance a few weeks later. He also wrote about erratic compass readings, perhaps because at that time a sliver of the Bermuda Triangle was one of the few places on Earth where true north and magnetic north lined up, which is very interesting. It would make it very hard to sail. <laughs> Personally, it's I don't really aliens. know much about sailing. Oh, I know all about sailing. Do you? Yeah. Did you know Michael, my husband, went to like a sail thing for summer? One really? <laughs> I love that. It's just like so beyond my growing up experience. <laughs> <laughs> when you were in, I think, fifth grade, did you have to watch that boating series called voyage of the mimi what did you didn't have to watch it i don't think so we had to watch this like series about people on a boat why i don't know what'd you learn i have no idea <laughs> sounds like a I lazy just, i remember my sister did it and then i was like i remember it because she would talk about it uh-huh and then i got to fifth grade and sure enough we have to watch this boating series that's bizarre it was so weird i thought everyone did it <laughs> Not me. That's crazy. I'm going to have to look that up later. <laughs> Never even heard of that. Email us if you ever were forced to watch a boating show in your elementary school. At unholygossipgirls at gmail.com. <laughs> All right. Fun fact. 
After gaining widespread fame as the first person to sail solo around the globe, Joshua Slocum appeared an, on a 1909 voyage from Martha's Vineyard to South America. Though it's unclear exactly what happened, many sources later attributed his death to the oh. Bermuda Triangle. Murder by Triangle. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that has to be the title of this episode. <laughs> I didn't know Martha's Vineyard was that old. I thought it was because of Martha Stewart. Am I just, like, ill-informed? <laughs> it's certainly not because of Martha Stewart, but really? I thought it was younger than that, too. So, is Martha's Vineyard something else? <laughs> it's just, like... Doesn't Martha Stewart have a vineyard? I don't know. She might, but it's not Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> I could have sworn to God. Is it? <laughs> no idea that's gonna kill me now i've never in my life even i just always thought that's what it was <laughs> now i feel so dumb maybe you're right but it could have been if it's from 1909 maybe it was just the area and now they're calling it martha's vineyard so you know what it is now i don't even know where that is huh it's like northeast isn't it isn't it an island yeah <laughs> But Martha Stewart doesn't own it. I don't think so. <laughs> Why is it called Martha's Vineyard? <laughs> There's more than one Martha. There's only one. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. That's the first thing I'm Googling when my phone's off airplane mode. Hopefully we remember. Oh, you better write it down so you don't forget. <laughs> All right, William Shakespeare's play, The Tempest, which some scholars claim was based on a real-life Bermuda shipwreck, may have enhanced the area's aura of mystery. Nonetheless, reports of unexplained disappearances did not really capture the public's attention until the 20th century, which is now. Ooh. An especially infamous tragedy occurred in March 1918 when the USS Cyclops, a 542-foot long Navy cargo ship with one eye, <laughs> with over 300 men and 10,000 tons of ore aboard, sank somewhere between Barbados and the Ches Chesapeake Bay. We're going to talk more about this later. But the Cyclops never sent out an SOS distress call, despite being equipped to do so, and an extensive search found no wreckage. Soaked up by the aliens. <laughs> quote, only God and the sea know what happened to this great ship. End quote. U.S. President Woodruff Wilson. That's a raw quote. I love that. <laughs> only God and the sea. Woodrow Wilson, what a badass. He should write a poetry book. I don't know anything else about him. <laughs> he could have been terrible. <laughs> We're like, he's so poetic. <laughs> he's dreamy. <laughs> oh my God. In 1941, two of the Cyclops' sister ships similarly vanished without a trace along uh, nearly the same route. Ooh. A pattern allegedly began forming in which vessels traversing the Bermuda Triangle would either disappear or be found abandoned. That's spooky. Where'd the people go? I don't know. Then, in December 1945, five Navy bombers carrying 14 men took off from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, in order to conduct practice bombing runs. But with his 
compasses apparently malfunctioning, the leader of the mission, known as Flight 19, got severely lost. All five planes flew aimlessly until they ran low on fuel and were forced to ditch at sea. That same day, a rescue plane and its 13-man crew also disappeared. My God. Yep. So it's either aliens or a sea monster. Mm-hmm. Those are the only options. Of course. Flight 19 was covered in the April 1962 issue of American Legend magazine. In it, author Alan W. Eckert wrote that the flight leader had been saying, quote, We are entering white water. Nothing seems right. We don't know where we are. The water is green, not white. End quote. He also wrote that officials at the Navy Board of inquiry stated that the planes flew off to mars because they just had no idea what was going on what if we go and we go to mars and we like live there and then we just find the planes <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> just, and the people are still they're there. like literally in mars yeah that would be cool that'd be awesome okay so we're gonna be talking about some notable incidents so there's an entire wikipedia page called List of Bermuda Triangle Incidents. I love it. <laughs> there are listed 16 aircraft incidents, 17 incidents at sea, and one incident on land in which two lighthouse keepers disappeared and were never found. Wow. A hurricane passed through at the time of the disappearances of the two men. So we are going to talk about eight of the most notable incidents. Of those many, (laughs) many. All right. HMS Atalanta, which sounds, it's not Atlanta. Atalanta? Yes. So (laughs) annoying. My Word document was like, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Really, though? Like, I'm pretty sure. It's what Wikipedia said. (laughs) All right. The sail training ship. HMS Atalanta, originally named HMS Juno, disappeared with her entire crew after setting sail from the Royal Naval Dockyard, Bermuda, for Falmouth, England, on January 31st, 1880. It was presumed that she sank in a powerful storm, which crossed her route a couple of weeks after she sailed and that her crew, being composed primarily of inexperienced trainees, may have been a contributing factor. The search for evidence of her fate attracted worldwide attention at the time. That's so weird that a storm could just make a giant, I'm assuming giant, yeah, boat ship like that. Just disappear. Sink, yeah. And all the people. Yeah. And everything on it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. That's so weird. All right, the USS Cyclops that we talked about earlier. The incident resulting in a single, in the single largest loss of life in history of the U.S. Navy, not related to combat, occurred when the Collier Cyclops, carrying a full load of ore and with one engine out of action, went missing without a trace with a crew of 309 people sometime after March 4th, 1918, after departing the island of Barbados. That's where Rihanna's from. Really? I think so. That's cool. (laughs) 
Although there is no strong evidence for a single theory, many independent theorist ex uh, theories exist, some blaming storms, some capsizing, and some suggesting that wartime enemy activity was to blame for the loss. In addition, two of the Cyclops' sister ships, Proteus and Nereus, were subsequently lost in the North Atlantic during World War II. Both ships were transporting heavy loads of metallic ore similar to that which was loaded on the Cyclops during her fatal voyage. In these three cases, structural failure due to overloading with a much denser cargo than designed is considered the most likely cause of sinking. But three ships never to be found. That's so weird. With all the people and all the <laughs> cargo. It's just so strange. They're all together in Atlantis now. Like, how can they find the Titanic? I know that they know exactly where the Titanic is, but they've done, like, so much investigating on the sunken Titanic. Yeah. Why can't they find literally any of these <laughs> in that one little triangle of yeah. land of sea? So weird. Yeah. I wonder how deep it is. Because, you know, very. But it's right kind of by florida so i'm sure it doesn't taper off that quickly that's true i don't know how many miles is it i think it was five hundred thousand square miles oh yeah i don't know because there's like it the all the points are like countries right yeah i think so or like at land i think so yeah and there's like little bits of like itty bitty islands and stuff in there that's so weird yeah i just don't know just All don't right. get it carol a deering carol a deering a five-masted schrooner built in 1919 was found hard aground and abandoned at diamond shoals near cape head Hat north carolina so i think that means that it got, it was driven up onto hard ground mm -hmm. and then abandoned oh. on January 31st, 1921. FBI investigation into the Deering scrutinized, then ruled out multiple theories as to why and how the ship was abandoned, including piracy, domestic communist sabotage, <laughs> And involvement of rum runners. So it was abandoned. They just, there was nobody on board. It's so weird. In North Carolina, that's like way up the coast. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. Crazy. All right. So the infamous Flight 19. Flight 19 was a training flight of five TBM Avenger torpedo bombers that disappeared on December 5th. 1945 while over the atlantic the flight never returned to base the disappearance was attributed by navy investigators to naval navigational error leading to the aircraft running out of fuel one of the search and rescue aircraft uh deployed to look for them a pbm mariner with a 13-man crew which also disappeared a tanker off the coast of Florida reported seeing an explosion and observing a widespread oil slick when fruitlessly searching for survivors. Wow. Where are all these people going? 
dead <laughs> in water. <laughs> Sucks. I'm choosing to believe they went somewhere. Into a parallel universe. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Star Tiger and Star Ariel. G A H N P Star Tiger disappeared on January 30th, 1948, on a flight from the Azores to Bermuda. G A G R E Star Ariel disappeared on January 17th, 1949, so almost a year later, on a flight from Bermuda to Kingston, Jamaica. Both were Avro Tudor four passenger aircraft operated by british south american airways so it was like a commercial plane mm -hmm. both planes were operating at the very limits of their range so the distance wise and the slightest error or fault of the equipment could keep them from reaching the small island wow and they just disappeared and all the people they just never made it to their destination who would get on that plane first of all <laughs> They probably didn't tell them. Yeah, there's no way they tell them. <laughs> that is so weird. I love, I don't love because, like, people are dying, but I'm interested in just, like, missing planes like that. Yeah? So where do they go? I have no idea. Have you seen that Twilight Zone episode? About what? <laughs> so, like, a plane lands and there's, like, no one on it. Oh, who landed it? I can't remember. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what happened. Okay. But I can't. Oh. It was like a spooky airplane. And then it turns out that they went back in time and there's dinosaurs. What? <laughs> so, something about a plane. Uh-huh. Blank space, blank space, blank space. There are dinosaurs. Damn. It's my favorite episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. Um, all right, well, let's take a quick break and we'll come back for the last few events. Okay. Bye. Bye. And we're back. Hello. So, Faye, what did you <laughs> learn on our break? Martha's Vineyard was named after either the mother-in-law or daughter of some explorer, Bartholomew something, uh -huh. and not Martha Stewart. But a lot of people on the <laughs> internet thought that. A lot of people did. <laughs> so I'm not alone in being an idiot. Oh, jeez. Oh, Martha. I mean, you think. I mean, Martha's famous. Really? Oh, well. <laughs> All right. So we've got three more incidents left. Douglas DC-3. On December 28, 1948, a Douglas DC-3 aircraft disappeared while on a flight from Puerto Rico to Miami. No trace of the aircraft or the 32 people on board was ever found. Scary. So I wonder if Miami is one of those places, too, that like kind of goes off the coast whenever you land. Or no, Puerto Rico's down here. So maybe it goes like that, up, maybe, right? To like go into the Bermuda Triangle. It must. Hmm. I don't know why they don't go that way because they're scared. <laughs> All right, Connemara Five, a pleasure yacht. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Sounds fun. 
was found adrift in the Atlantic Ocean of Bermuda on September 26, 1955. It is usually stated in the stories that the crew vanished while the yacht survived being at sea during three hurricanes. Oh my god. Yep. That's a resilient yacht. Yep, but not people. Not people. (laughs) Definitely dead. (laughs) All right. The KC-135 Strat strato tankers is that yours yep on august 28 1963 a pair of u.s air force kc-135 strata tanker aircraft collided and crashed into the atlantic 300 miles west of bermuda some writers say that while the two aircraft did not collide there were two distinct crash sites really yeah so they were like, they collided, but there's like two sites separated by over 160 miles of water. That's really weird. Yep. So that's all the infamous ones of, mm-hmm. of the many. <laughs> all right. So now we're going to dive into theories and counter theories. My favorite. Yep. Counter theories. So... By the time author Vincent Gaddis coined the phrase Bermuda Triangle in a 1964 magazine article, many mysterious accidents had occurred in the area. Since then, scores of fellow paranormal writers have blamed the triangle's supposed lethalness on everything from aliens, Atlantis, and sea monsters to time warps and reverse gravity fields. <laughs> I think those are so fun. So let's talk about them real okay. quick. Aliens. Absolutely. Obviously. Atlantis. Completely. The lost city of Atlantis. <laughs> like, come on. That's amazing. Sea monsters. How awesome. Would, but how would sea monsters get the aircraft? Their tentacles just reach up and grab them. Pretty <laughs> long tentacles. Uh, time warps. So, like, one day they're just going to fall out of the sky. Or maybe they, like, time warped back. Or maybe they glitched and they time warped just, like, by a few minutes. And the people, like, were separated from their craft. (gasps) And then they just fell to their deaths or something. Probably. That's what happened. That's why they're not sending out SOS calls. (laughs) Because they're not there. Yeah. Interesting. And reverse gravity fields, which is confusing to me. Like, you... That one of that you you sucked up. up to the to the sky. That's weird. That is weird. All right. Whereas more scientifically minded theorists have pointed to magnetic anomalies, water spouts, or huge eruptions of methane gas from the ocean floor. I wonder if that looks kind of like a. I mean, it's probably just kind of like a volcano, but without just water. Yeah. In all probability, however, there is no single theory that solves the mystery. As one skeptic put it, trying to find a common cause for every Bermuda Triangle disappearance is no more logical than trying to find a common cause for every automobile accident in Arizona. I can find one. Probably cell phones. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Cell phones and speeding. Playing Pokemon Go while driving down the highway. (laughs) All right. 
Moreover, although storms, reefs, and the Gulf Stream can cause navigational challenges there, maritime insurance leader Lloyds of London does not recognize the Bermuda Triangle as an especially hazardous place. Neither does the U.S. Coast Guard, which says, quote, In a review of many aircraft and vessel losses in the area over the years, there has been nothing discovered that would indicate that casualties were the result of anything other than physical causes. No extraordinary factors have ever been identified. I think they're in on it. Oh, interesting. <laughs> All right. So, a little bit more into the paranormal explanations. Yes. <laughs> Triangle writers have used a number of supernatural concepts to explain the events. One explanation pins the blame on leftover technology from the mythical lost continent of Atlantis. Sometimes connected to the Atlantis story is the submerged rock formation known as Bimini Road off the island of Bimini in the Bahamas. Interesting. Interesting. Some hypothesize that a parallel universe exists in the Bermuda Triangle region, causing a time or space warp or both that sucks the objects around it into a parallel universe. I love it. I think that's so fun. Somewhere out there there's a universe where they're trying to explain all the randomly appearing airplanes and boats. <laughs> they're doing podcast episodes about it. Where did this come from? <laughs> Just fell out of the sky. He flew so, around. That'd be so crazy. It would be. Others attribute the event to UFOs, obviously. Of course. Charles Berlitz, author of various books on anomalous phenomena, lists several theories attributing the losses in the triangle to anomalous or unexplained forces. So, that's it. My sources are Wikipedia and an article on history.com. Nice. Yep. I love weird stuff like that. Me too. It's just so fun <laughs> to think about. <laughs> I know. I just, I think it's crazy that like, obviously people like you and me, every, I think everybody's heard of the Bermuda Triangle and like the strange disappearances, but like people who are in charge, like they just are like, it's not, it's a, not a big deal. It's not a big deal. <laughs> eh, it's fine. <laughs> like even the insurance people, like. People like car insurance charges you more if you have a red car. <laughs> like, talk about ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I think they're in on it. Yeah, they but, know what's going on, but they don't think it's more crazy if you knowingly go to the Bermuda Triangle <laughs> on a ship or whatever. <laughs> they're like, it's whatever. Just go ahead. You'll have fun. <laughs> yeah, you'll have fun. <laughs> <sighs> it's yeah. So weird. It makes me wonder how many like random incidents and stuff like that happen other places in the ocean yeah like if it's so not a big deal <laughs> the california oblong shape <laughs> it's like an oblong shape where fish go disappearing or something that's where they're waiting for the big one yeah yep they're all just getting sucked in to the crust of the earth <laughs> And then eventually they're going to come spout right into California and break off that one little piece that's hanging on by a thread <laughs> and then push it out to sea. I love it. 
the big one the big one <laughs> god oh i finished that book uh called dry uh-huh. which was like it literally the whole basis of the book is that there's a tap out in california mm-hmm. so but it's unannounced so they don't have any water and it only lasts like six or seven days uh-huh. and two hundred thousand people die oh my god and the book was hella realistic really absolutely terrifying oh my god very well written (laughs) but yeah people just start turning into animals that's scary yeah it's crazy but anyway i do recommend it by (laughs) neil schusterman or something i'll check it out sometime yeah i enjoyed it but it made me so thirsty (laughs) i'm sure (laughs) the whole time i was listening to it i was like (sighs) parched (laughs) Just every once in a while turn your sink on to make sure you still have water (laughs) and i was like i was talking to my dad about it today i'm like wow if we had a unannounced tap out um i'm not i don't have any like water bottles and stuff i don't hoard shit like that Uh i'd be screwed (laughs) totally screwed but i don't think we need to worry about that in colorado i don't i don't think hope not unless it doesn't snow for the rest of the winter yeah maybe i need to just start hoarding water bottles probably no that's me <laughs> hoarding anything is me it really is maybe i'll have a reasonable amount like <laughs> two cases one per human that to survive on oh wait but my dog and cats three, three cases, cases. <laughs> one per person and one for animals yep because you still gotta feed your animals water Aww. are you a thirsty boy fuji he is. Hi. He's so Aww. sweet. Hello. All right. Well, follow us on social media. We are Unholy Gossip Girls on Facebook and Instagram at Girls Unholy on Twitter. And email us. Uh, what did we say to email us earlier? I can't remember. Email us if you thought Martha's Vineyard was owned by Martha Stewart. Please. Please do. <laughs> Unholygossipgirls <laughs> at gmail.com. And um, become a paid subscriber by clicking on the link in the show notes. And for the low, low price of $4.99 a month, you can get uh, access to ad-free bonus content on the 1st and 15th of every month. Although for this month, it was the 1st and 14th because of Valentine's. Aww. So if you want to check out a special Valentine's episode. And you're going to want to. Subscribe. Yeah. All right. Well, tell me. Till next Friday. Bye. Bye.